Adults, let me ask you a question. How many of you have FOMO? Raise your hand if you have FOMO, if you're missing out. There's a few of you like me. That's good to know. I definitely have it. I always feel like whatever's happening, I am missing it, is going to be like the thing that will be life-changing in this world. So my friends are like, we're going to go watch the Brooklyn Nets at Applebee's. And I'm like, oh my gosh, i got to be there or else. This is going to be terrible if I miss it. Brooklyn Nets at Applebee's. Let me ask you another question. Let me ask a bigger question. How many people have been left out? How many of our kids, have, how many people in general have been left out because of identity, orientation, color of skin, ethnicity, socioeconomic class? Is that real for us? Is that real? How many people have left others out because of conscious or subconscious biases to those same groups of people? How many of us have subconsciously left others out? I was in college, and I lived across the street from these guys that I always hung out on the corner. They were really good guys. And I would walk out, and I would go to class, and I would go to work, and I would say to those guys, hey, what's going on? And they were on that side of the street, and I was in my house on this side of the street, and we would chit-chat and talk back and forth. And then one day, one of the guys said, hey, do you want to buy a TV? And here's the truth of the matter. I absolutely wanted to buy a TV. <laughs> you know why? Because my roommate, Clint, had broke our TV 10 days before. Because we were in college, we couldn't afford a new TV. And this is before Netflix and everything. And so literally, we would get home, and we would stare at a blue screen. Just stare at it. And so yes, I wanted to buy a TV. I did. But I told him no. You want to know why I told him no? Because they weren't like me. They weren't like me at all. They were on that side of the street. I was on this side of the street. I was going to college. They were not in college. They didn't look like me. They didn't act like me. I wasn't ever going to invite him in my home. I think probably that TV was stolen. That was my thought anyway. And so what I did is I decided that based on who they were, that I was on this side and that they were on that side. And in my mind, I still do this subconsciously where I'll talk to somebody and I'll say, you'll only get a little bit of my time because I've already decided that you are fill in the blank. I know I'm not the only one doing that. Thank you. Me and you, Leslie. <laughs> shepherds. You want to hear about shepherds? Let's talk about shepherds. They're living in the fields nearby, and they're keeping watch over their flocks at night. And the angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord showed around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said, do not be afraid. I bring good news that will cause you great joy for all of the people. Kids, where are you at? Who are we talking about? Who are the angels talking to? Somebody tell me. What? Shepherds. I'm going to tell you some stories about shepherds. You want to hear them? Y'all want to hear stories about shepherds? Good, good. Guys, this is going to be, we're all going to have to do this together, okay? Shepherds were considered dirty, really dirty. In fact, they were considered so dirty that when they came out from the fields and back into town, people would scatter to move out of their way. Shepherds were mostly homeless. Most shepherds were estranged from their family for one reason or the other. Shepherds, most likely, according to the scholars, were raising sheep for the temple. Now, why was it such a big deal that these shepherds were raising sheep for the temple? I'm going to tell you why. It's such a big deal because whenever you went to the temple, the temple is where you found God. And you would go there, and God would be there, and God would say, you're a sinner. And you would say, I know. And you would take a sheep, and you would buy the sheep from the temple, and you would sacrifice that sheep. And that made you good before God. And so the shepherds were raising those sheep that made you good before God. You would go to the temple, buy, sacrifice, you were good now. 
Now here's the thing. The shepherds raised those sheep. The shepherds weren't even allowed in the temple. They weren't allowed to come in. That's how outcast they were. They weren't even allowed in the temple. Because they weren't allowed in the temple, they weren't allowed to give any legal testimony during the time of Jesus. So if a shepherd said, I saw this happen, or this is my word, what the rest of society did is say, you know what, you are untrustworthy. That is not your word. You're not allowed to give any legal, no legal testimony. And because they weren't allowed in the temple, and because they couldn't give any legal testimony, they couldn't own anything either. So they couldn't sell anything either. They couldn't own or have any businesses. So TVs on the street corner, not happening for shepherds. <laughs> Untrustworthy. So you have this group of people that's not even allowed in the temple, that can't give legal testimony. They're not allowed to own any businesses. They're basically stuck, right? That's where they are at in this lot in life. They're outcasts with no room to move up. And because they're not allowed in the temple, God says that they are not in God's favor. At least that's what the people think. But then the angel comes. The angel says, I bring you good news. And let's, listen, let's read that one part again. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all of the people. All of the people. Can you imagine what shepherds might be thinking? Great news for all of the people? You realize I can't go in the temple. You realize I can't, I can't sell anything. You realize I can't give legal testimony. You realize that because of my identity, I get ostracized. You realize because of my orientation, I'm told I'm going to hell. You realize because of the color of my skin, I'm more likely to be arrested or thrown in jail or even killed. You realize that I'm called illegal. You realize that I'm called an alien. You realize that I'm called the dangerous and a criminal before I even get here. You realize that, right? You realize that I'm an addict. You realize that I've done things in my past to hurt people. You realize that well-meaning Christian people tell me all the time I'm going to hell unless I change something about me. You realize I'm a shepherd. And what happens? Anyone want to take a guess what happens? Well, it's like anything else that would happen. The angels start to sing a song. The shepherds say that, and the angels sing a song. And I want to tell you the song that the angels sing. It goes like this. Um, and i got to find it. It says this. It says, The angels of the host appear with an angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth. Peace to those on whom his favor rests. Such good news that this baby loves it. <laughs> Peace to you who, on God's favor rest. Now raise your hand one more time if you've ever felt left out. This is what God is saying to you. God is saying when Jesus shows up, when Jesus shows up, you who feel so left out, you who feel so outcast, you who feel so sad, God loves you so much that God sends Jesus and Jesus loves you so much you are now Jesus's favorite. You're now Jesus and Jesus has a lot of favorites. A lot of favorites. To those of you who have been told you can't enter the temple, to those of you who have been told that your orientation, your identity makes you less than, to those of you who have been told in any way that you are less than, Jesus comes and Jesus now says, the favor is upon you. Not the 1%, not the ones that live in the walled city of Jerusalem that are drinking really good wine and eating really good dates, not them. Not me, living across the street from the people that hang out on the corner. To those who have been told that they are not worthy Jesus comes and says, you are worthy. A brown-skinned Middle Eastern refugee shows up to show us exactly who 
God finds favor in. That is good news. That's good news for any of us who for any reason whatsoever have been told uh, that we are not a part of a system of thriving, we are a part of a system of oppression or marginalization. That is good news for any of us. Because what God is saying is, here's Jesus, and Jesus says that you are favored. That means every single time we have a gatekeeper, we put a gatekeeper here, we said some people are allowed in and other people are allowed out, Jesus shows up and says there's no more gatekeepers, we're all allowed in. That's good news. And every time we draw a dividing line in the ground and we say, I'm over here, you are over there, the birth of Jesus erases that line every single time. That's good news, true? Come on, people, true? All right, that's good news. Now, what about people like me? And I point to me because I've never identified like maybe a shepherd has identified. In fact, I'm a pretty privileged individual, to be honest. That's the truth of the matter. How is this good news for somebody like me? I don't think I'm the only one that's privileged, by the way. Are there people in this room a little bit of privilege? Raise your hand. Come, come on. Yep, yep, yep. All right. Here's why it's good news. The birth of Jesus Christ means that for those of us who stand in a place of privilege, Jesus is saying to us, sing the song of the angels. Let people who aren't in your position know that they have the option to get to your position. There's equity. It's there. It's for us. Can you do that? Can we do that? And so I remember when I was in college, I had some extra burritos back when Chipotle was just in Colorado. And I remember just having them, and I was like, I'm going to go talk to those guys across the street. And I went, I asked them if I could hang with them, and they were like, I guess. Because they felt the same way about me, right? So I went and hung with them. And I remember we were eating and just like talking, and eventually I just said, I'm sorry for not buying that TV. And it had been like two months that had passed, and they were like, what? <laughs> I said, I'm sorry. But what I was really saying sorry for is I was saying, I'm sorry that I decided that there was a gatekeeper between you and I. And I'm sorry I drew a dividing line between the two of us. And I'm sorry that I decided that you weren't a person who has favor with Jesus because you don't do the same things I do. That's really what I was saying. And so the rest of the year, with my new group of friends, we hung out, we played pool, and eventually they came to me and they said, you can be a part of our group. <laughs> and I was thankful. And that's what I think we do. Those of us with privilege... We wreck systems. We continue to erase lines. We continue to get rid of gatekeepers. We continue to say to those who are marginalized, oppressed, left out, hey, you are God's favorite. The birth of Jesus shows us that. We want to know what God really thinks? God never thought the way of the temple. God has always thought the way of uplifting those who have less, who are poor, who are marginalized, who are oppressed. And for those of us who are privileged, let's get to work changing those systems. That is the good news of Jesus Christ. So, today, in the last day of Advent, I'm going to say to us, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. What do we have to do? What opportunities do we have to create equity in our world? What opportunities do we have to lift up the lowly? What opportunities do we have to bring safety to those who haven't had safety? What opportunities do we have to bring equity for those who have had none? Do not be afraid. Those interruptions, the things that bother you, the people that you draw the lines, those are the opportunities to do that. And I encourage you to share the good news of Jesus Christ by doing that thing. And in that process, 
I'd like us all to close our eyes. Can we do that? And I'd like us all to remember that it's on this day we celebrate a brown Middle Eastern refugee, a child who subverts power, a child who erases dividing lines and gatekeepers, a child who tells us that we're no longer left out or left behind, a, ch a child that tells us that we are so loved and so important that we get to change those systems too. For unto us that child is born and his name is Jesus. Do not be afraid. Amen.